will love that. Download our app today and enjoy tackle-busting benefits with great odds, more markets, and same-game multi every NRL match at Palmer Bed. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Hello and welcome to episode 433 of Fergo and the Freak. I'm that bloke from Rugby League Project, Andrew Ferguson. You can find me on Twitter at AndrewRLP. And join me as always is the glorious League Freak. You can also find on Twitter at League Freak. How you going there, mate? I'm going very well, Andrew Ferguson. How are you? I'm spiffing. Excellent. I've been there. Um, <laughs> we've got a different episode today, and it's one that we've kind of done versions of in the past, but this one is very focused, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and look, according to the website, it's only going to take 10 to 15 minutes. So uh, there goes your lunch break. Yes, <laughs> strap in for the next three and a half hours, people. <laughs> We've got you covered. Um, this is the IMG RFL Super League survey, mm. fan survey. Um, the RFL Super League and their strategic partner, IMG, I don't know who they are. I it's mean, a big sports management car. Well, they're not just sports management, but they manage all sorts of things. Is this the new entity that took over Super League recently? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, okay. They're carrying out a detailed analysis on the state of rugby league to help identify areas for change and growth over the next 12 years. Ooh, IMG, strap yourself in. Yeah, this is going to be... Can you imagine some of the weird uh, answers they got to these questions from people? They're going to be so confused by the time they get these questions, but they should just listen to our podcast because we know what's best for English rugby league. That's right. And uh, look, the people who are going to be getting... You know, going to be answering this again, just going to be winter best stuff that's specific to their tiny little club only. Yeah, exactly. They'll be like, well, the entire league should be structured around East Hull. It's like, shut <laughs> up. Yeah. We need more money at Lee Sports Village. Yeah. <laughs> um, as part of this, and to help us shape the future of the sport in the best possible way, we want to hear from people interested in rugby league. You should only take 10 to 15 minutes of your time. Varies depending on your answers, as some questions have. Related follow-up questions. Oh, we love those. Ooh. I'm clicking the start button. Okay, here we go. Let's get into it. What country do you live in? The greatest greatest country in the world, Australia. Should we say Australia or United Kingdom? Say Australia. I was going to say, do you reckon, though, they'll just go, if if it doesn't say United Kingdom, we'll just delete it? Well, that's a good question, hey? Maybe it just ends it at... Thank you for taking part of this server. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Let's for the let's for this case. Let's put in United Kingdom. Okay. Done. What county do you live in? Uh, let's pick a weird one. Let's pick a. What's that? Hey, Kirk Cudbrightshire. Is that a county? Is it? Yes. Wow. <laughs> what about there's got to be like. There's got to be some sort of county in Wales that's like called. There's one Merthyr Tidful. Yeah, something like I'm that. I'm going to go with them because they actually played against the Kangaroos in 1908. <laughs> <laughs> what is your nationality? We, we can uh, say we're Australian here. Uh, There's British, Irish, Fijian, French, New Zealand, Samoan, or Tonga. You can't be Scottish or Welsh. You can't be Scottish or Welsh. Are you serious? If you're Scottish or Welsh, you just have to be British. Why don't we say we're... um Or other. Let's be others. Okay. What are we going to okay. do with other? Okay. 
What what, what nationality should we? Be? We've got to we got to specify what other is. Oh well, it, like if we're if we're not um, British or Australian, and we're in England, obviously we're Polish, aren't we? Done. Polish. Done. Excellent. How would you best describe your gender? Remember when this used to be two questions, two options? Yeah. I'd des- I'd describe. I don't know about you. I'd describe my gender as um girthy. <laughs> I'll go with prefer not to say. What is your age? Well, you're fifty two and I'm forty eight, so we're going to this. Fuck you, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a parent or guardian? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. What would we put for that? Let's say yes. Thing is. I've got two children. They fit under two different categories, so I don't know what to put on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say that we're mums with kids. Mums with kids. Yeah. We'll go with three to five years old. That doesn't okay. cover that doesn't cover any of my kids. That well that 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 allows them to think, okay, these people, um, they've got young children, right? That they can probably palm off to somebody when they want to go to games. Exactly. But their kids aren't necessarily old enough to influence how they, you know, how they go to football games. You know what I mean? Exactly right. Like, you know, if you say if if you're a whole KR fan, you just chuck your kid the the lighter and the spoons and you go to the game. <laughs> as you do, as you do. I was taking a drink, man. Oh, really? Yeah, it was trying to leave. The other say, do you follow any of the following? Um, sports. Okay. Football in brackets or soccer. It should be the other way around. Soccer or football. Yeah. Uh, rugby union. <laughs> no. <laughs> Cricket. And none of the above. Do they have none of the above there? Yeah, none of the above's listed. Really? They So they just think that there's like five sports in all of the UK, huh? Uh, well, I think there's soccer, rugby union, cricket, and rugby league. Yeah. Well, that's that's interesting. They must see them as their biggest competitors. I guess, yeah. Mm. I would have thought um, that they would have wanted to know if people like were interested in, like, say, I don't know, what other sports do they play in the UK? Like, darts. That's not a sport. Snooker. That's not a sport. Pool. That's not a sport. Come on, we've done all the big ones. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's about it, isn't it? think so i know they they do uh remember when motocross used to be big oh yes yes yeah whip it racing hey whip it racing whip it racing (laughs) they do the steeplechase still Mm. do you subscribe or have access to the following platforms now tv uh it's got the options are subscribe have access to or no subscription or no access okay so now TV, I don't know what it is. Sky Sports. Let's say yes for Sky Sports. Yeah. DAZN. I think that that's uh, uh, that might be a derivative of ESPN from memory. Oh right. I think it's supposed to be DAZN, is the way that you're supposed to say it. Oh. But to me, it looks like DAZN. Yeah, yeah. No, it, that's because you're a normal human being. <laughs> I thought maybe because I was bogan. Um. <laughs> Premier Sports. 
Well, we want to watch France play, so we'll get that. Yeah, yeah, okay, that makes sense. BT Sports, well, we're pinching that off the neighbour. Amazon Prime Video, yeah, we also got someone. Yeah, to- we watch we watch the boys on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Thinking about rugby league, okay, okay. Which of the which of the following statements most applies to you? Ooh. I am a committed rugby league fan. I enjoy rugby league, but wouldn't describe myself as a committed fan. <laughs> I am a general sports fan. Geez, that second one's wordy. Well, yeah, but, like, who is, like, doing this survey if they're not a committed rugby league fan? Like, if you are doing this survey and you're, you've just, you know, barely a rugby league fan, you're kind of an arsehole, aren't you? Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. So you come in here and this this is basically saying, this is like the warm-up question. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, let's get you into the mode now. We've asked all the stupid other crap. Now, let's get into the mode. We're asking questions now. We know what genitals you have. We know what TV you have. That's the important things out the way. Now yeah. let's go on to the rest of it. We know we know what TV stuff you're pinching because mm-hmm. you've said you've got access to it, but you don't subscribe. Yeah. They've probably gotten dubbed into the cops already. Um, Somebody's already coming around looking for our, our TV for the TV license bullshit. It's okay. I'm in Merthyr Tidfil. You'll find me. <laughs> keep looking. Just keep knocking on doors. Um. Do you play, coach, or volunteer at a community rugby league club? Coach, let's play, say, volunteer, none of the above. Let's say no, right? No. Be- okay. Because my understanding of the way that POMs think about it is that they call themselves rugby league players even if they play, like, down at the local park. Yeah, once. Like, I, I come across a lot of that in my time where it's like, oh, I'm a rugby league player. It's like, oh, really, who do you play for? And they're like, you know, fucking Thado Heath. It's like, fuck off, you're not a rugby league player. You're a goddamn fucking Bricky's Labour, you dickhead. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Um, do your children play rugby league? Not yet, because they're too young, huh? Yeah, they're only, they're only three. Just fucking ease up. Yeah, right? chill. Up chill. the brakes will get my kids into rugby league. They've just learned how to walk about a year and a half ago. Exactly. They're not ready for their fucking steroid cycle yet, you bastards. <laughs> fucking steady up. You know, if they were going to get into British rugby league, I'd... Teach them how to do lines of coke first. Fuck. Three's just too young to start that process. They're going to be nah. at least five. Yeah, you know, they start, you know, using the coke to draw fucking trains and shit, and it's like, it's, calm down. Just lines of it. Like the <laughs> choo-choo train tracks. Jeez, how many times do I have to teach you? Oh, it's, it's a hard job. It really is. Why do your children not play rugby league? Because they fucking mess the coconut. <laughs> Let's say they're too young. No local club in my area. No girls team in my area. Mm-hmm. My children are too young to play rugby league. No limited contact option option like touch or tag. I do not want them to play contact sport. Anyone answers that, completely delete the rest of their questions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My children are not interested in playing rugby league. I haven't introduced them to rugby league yet. Uh, yeah, we're going with too young. Too young, yeah, yeah. Which of the following leagues do you follow slash have an interest in? Super League, Championship, League One, Women's Super League, Wheelchair Super League, NRL, NRLW, none of the above. Okay, let, let's let's try and do it on a probably the most likely scale that most people will answer with, which would be Super League. Well, you can, probably, well, what you can do is you can just select a bunch of them. So you're not putting them in order. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what just I think. Just select a bunch. So do Super League, NRL, and probably Championship for for okay. England. Yeah. You don't want you don't want to watch League One. I really don't. You're missing out. I know. How, how about the NRLW or the Women's Super League? Well, I I would be shocked if there's too many people in England watching the NRLW, right? And I don't know about the Women's Super League. I don't know what their numbers are like, to be honest with you. Yeah, neither do I. How do you interact with each of the following leagues? So Super League and Championship. Uh, watch on TV. Uh, is that a tick for those? Oh, yeah, you can, you can select multiple. So watch them on TV. Mm-hmm. Watch using a subscription service. We'll tick that. Have to do that, yeah. Via sports news websites such as Sky Sports. Sure. No. No? No. Okay. Via social media. No. Yeah. Why, they're yeah. All so- they're all on social media. Do you know, though, that Sky Sports doesn't let Australians watch the Super League highlights on their Twitter feed? Is that so? Yeah, so I blocked them. Oh, because see, that's not an issue for me. I'm in Merthyr Tidful. Oh, that, well, there you go. Yeah, you'll be able to you'll be able to pull out your phone and watch the latest tries in Super League while you're watching the fucking the sheep at the window. You know, that's the one. I was wondering where you're going with the sheep. There's a bit of a pause there. I was going, oop, no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying that people that live in Wales fuck sheep. I wouldn't say something like that, Andrew. That's good. That's good. Um, they do, which, though. <laughs> which of the following teams do you support? Ooh, Rugby League team? teams in, in Super League. Which Super League team do you support? Oh, KR? Okay, uh, <laughs> nah, nah, because we, we live in Wales. Um, well, we're not going to go for an English team, so we'll probably go for Catalan. You reckon? Do people would people in Wales have an an affinity for a French rugby league team? I don't know. Do do the people in Wales like England? Do they like Wales? <laughs> well, there's no Welsh team to pick, so you don't need to answer that one. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what happened to fucking Wrexham? Wrexham, yeah. Poor old Wrexham. Well, can, I don't know. You pick one. You pick one. Because I've going, got too I've got too many hang ups about Super League teams. I'm going Catalan. Okay. And championship. Oh, but you've got to pick one here. I've done one already. Fucking you, you're, you're uh, okay. championship. I'm going to go uh, London Broncos. <laughs> I was going to go through the options for. We'll go London Broncos. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we're flying through this. I'm worried. It's Do fine. you support a national team? Oh, yeah. I'm yeah, of to, course. I'm looking forward to where this leads up. Well, what? there's only one one team that a person in Wales could follow, and that's England Knights. <laughs> what national team do you support? There's a few few in here that aren't in the World Cup. Oh, really? Like who? So we've got uh, who aren't in the World Cup? Brazil. Yep. Okay, yep. Uh, Canada. Yep. I don't think they're in the World Cup. I can't remember. No, they're not. Um, Spain. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty much it. There's also Wales, USA, Tonga, all, what about all the Nui? other usual ones. Nui isn't there? No, I knew he's not there. Ah, oh, damn it. Jamaica's there. Yeah. Greece. Let's... Well, we're supposed to be Polish. Who would a Polish person support? We're a, a Welsh-living Polish person. Yeah. 
There's too many complexities within this human already. <laughs> We're the most interesting people in Wales, let's face it. <laughs> and deployed. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's say well let's follow uh let's so let's go for France. How about that? Okay. It ties in well with our uh our, our love for Catalan. Yeah, yeah. How often do you watch Super League matches on TV during the season? Let's let's say every weekend. More than one game per round? One game per round? Monthly, less often or never? More than one game per round. Let's make it sound like we're hardcore. We're hardcore. Yeah. Thinking about digital platforms, how do you follow your club or the RFL Super League? And there's the Our League website, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, other. Let's go Twitter and Facebook. Can we pick two? Yeah. Okay. Okay, done. Are you a member of Our League? No. Yes. I am. Why? What's our league? It's a website week uh, that the English have got, and they sometimes um, stream some of their international games on there. Oh, really? Yeah. That's probably why somebody that calls themselves League Freak and wants to watch every international game has never fucking heard about it because it's <laughs> so well advertised. Yeah. Yeah. I think when they played France last year mm-hmm. or the year before, I think they arranged it at a very late sort of late notice and they didn't give any broadcasters a chance to create a slot for it. So they put it up and they charged people to watch it. I think they might've only charged them like two pounds or something like that. Yeah. And they fucked it up. I remember that. Yeah. 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 um, Yeah. I'm a member. Love it. Are you a member or season ticket holder of a club? No member season ticket holder. No, no, nothing. Just no. No. We're not that diehard. You're not no. out for money. Well, we're we're Polish, so we're obviously truck drivers. How many times have you been to a paid? Oh, hang on. Oh, yeah. How many times have you been to a paid rugby league game this year? A paid rugby league game. Like, uh, I, I guess that means how many times have you paid to go to a rugby league game this year? Um, None. One to three, four to six, seven plus. Let's say. What, what was the one after one? One to three, four let's to do, six, seven plus. Let's do one to three. Yeah, France is a long way to travel from Wales. It really is, and then you got to get. The, I mean, you got to start off with a horse and cart. Yeah. To get to England, you got it. Well, the thing you got to remember is when uh, when you're in Wales, right? You get up on the morning, and you've got to start in like 1787, and then go all the way into 2022. Yeah, it, it's a uh, it's a long evolutionary journey. It is. It really is. Um, what do you like most about rugby league? Here we go. That, it, it, so we can just write whatever. Well, we we can under the other police specifiers. They've got a few options there though. Okay. The TV broadcast. <laughs> Who the fuck? What? Why would anybody put that? <laughs> it's the top of the list. <laughs> only a only a. Fucking TV person would think that that's the first thing you want. Uh, being part of my club's community. Ah, uh, no way. The speed and physicality of the game. Well, that's not a bad one. Yeah, we'll give that one a tick. Okay. The match day experience. Yeah. That gets a tick then. You reckon? Yeah. You you gave it a noise, but not a disapproving one. Yeah, yeah. okay. That's fair enough. 
he, he's one that's open to interpretation. The tribalism of the clubs. Oh, <laughs> you mean all of the insular shit that's kept it in Northern England? Yeah, that's wonderful, that shit. <laughs> uh, Bunch of fucking dickheads pretending their suburb is the best one. Yeah, I love that shit. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I love the tribalism of the clubs like the the um, Huddersfield Sheffield Giants. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the tribalism that they threw away for coin in 1996. I love it when uh, when fucking Outer Wigan gets all upset at the real Wigan club. You know, Outer Wigan, St. Helens. Yes. And, yeah, and they, they talk about, oh, we own our own stadium. We've even got a fucking big, big statue out the front of some hefty woman. Big, busty woman. But anyway. <laughs> she's a good-looking lady. <laughs> oh, she's got a set on her. Oh, dear. <laughs> I tell you what. There's a lot of bronze went into that statue. A lot of bronze. That in statue one, must cost... In, like, one, in one key area. Yeah. Yeah. And around those big titties. Um, have we got any other place to specify? I mean, we could put statues on there, couldn't we? Yeah. Let's put the... <laughs> let's put the busty statue out front of... What's it called? T- totally Wicked Stadium? Totally Wicked, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear, this is good. You say I shelter under it. I, <laughs> I shelter under its boobs when it rains. Yeah. You got to make sure you're either left or right. You can only be in the middle. You still get wet. Yeah. You go too far out, you start getting the runoff from the nipples. Oh, you can't have that. Nah, no. Nah, can't have that. Terrible. Oh, that's bad. Um, Let's see. Outside. What was it? Totally wicked. Yeah. Totally wicked stadium. I know you said busty. I want with Buxom. Buxom, yeah, Buxom's fine. Sounds a bit classier. Okay. What do you dislike most about rugby league? <laughs> let's let's. <laughs> oh, can we just... That little text box is a bit small. Yeah. Uh, can we say English on? So they've got a few options here. Okay, they've got the on-field standard of professional rugby league. <laughs> Tick. <laughs> The cost of attending rugby league? Uh, That's a tick. The match day experience attending matches? Uh, the standard of rugby league refereeing and disciplinary process? Don't tick that one. No. Don't tick that one. The TV broadcast? Uh, I think that probably draws in more people. But Okay. So we'll, we'll leave it out? Yeah. Okay. Frequent changes to rugby league laws. Tick, 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 fucking tick. Yes, tick, yes. Anything else? Um, I would say the confined, the confined geographical nature of the game. Yeah. The, well, let's go. They're not so super geographical. Spread. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just thinking of the statue again. I think it was when you said spread. <laughs> spread. It's oh. got its own gravity. <laughs> it's 
Super League clubs in England. Yeah. Let's get specific with that. Yeah. To what extent do you agree, disagree with the following statements? Ooh. Ooh, there's quite a few. Okay. So we've got strongly agree, agree, um, boring, cowardly fence setter, disagree, and strongly disagree. Okay. There are too many Super League fixtures. Agree. Strongly. strongly. Very strongly. Yep. In the regular league season, clubs should only play home and away fixtures, and there should not be additional loop fixtures. I didn't know they were called loop fixtures. That's where them? sides play each other a third time in the regular season. Strongly agree. Strongly agree, yeah. Magic Round is an important component of the rugby league calendar. I don't think it is, personally. What do you think? We'll go with mild disagree. Okay. It's probably got as a small amount of worth for marketing purposes, but I doubt that's much. Yeah, in England especially, I guess. Yeah. Promotion relegation should remain in Super League. Fucking, is there a one part strongly disagree? Exactly. Strongly, strongly disagree. Fuck that off. Rugby League should grow the game further in areas outside of the traditional heartlands in the north. Strongly agree. Yes. Clubs from, fan, from France should participate in Super League. Strongly agree. Strongly agree. It is not easy to buy tickets to attend rugby league games. I would, I would disagree well, with that. I think it's probably easy. Um, we don't quite have the internet yet in Wales. I mean, I've had to go to a library just across the border to do this. That's a good point. I mean, in between driving the truck and watching the uh, the um, sheep Beep. trying to escape people, it, uh, it does take time to get them tickets. It does, yeah. Uh, tickets are affordably priced for attending my club's home fixtures. I've got no idea. Well, how much do Super League tickets Let's cost? Let's see if we can find out how much a Super League ticket costs. Yeah. Which which team should we go check out? Uh, go check out Hull FC. You're always going to get a ticket for an Hull FC fixture. I was going to go check out Salford Red Devils. Oh, yeah, you could do that. But uh, We're at the Hull FC website now. <clears throat> we'll go there. Okay. Right. Um, here's a test of their website ability. How quick and easy is it to to, uh, to buy a ticket? Here we go. Buy tickets right at the top. Lovely. Official online ticketing. Okay. Uh, tickets. Home games. Jeez, it's the end of the season. They might only have about 25 home games left. <laughs> Got to get in quick. Here we go. Select seats. We'll go to this one, whatever it is. They've got the unavailable is, wow, there's an awful lot unavailable here. Behind this, okay, are they the cheap ones? No. All expensive ones are taken. Oh, really? Oh, no, no. The ones behind the north stand are all taken. Mm -hmm. And the west stand upper on one side are all taken Mm -hmm. or unavailable. Other than that, they're pretty much all available. So the minimum price is twenty pounds. That's not bad, I don't think. And the maximum price is thirty-one pounds. I think the maximum price is all right. Yeah, I, I, I think the minimum price could be lower. It depends because if I'm if I'm a Hull F- and I am a Hull FC fan and I'm going to a Hull FC game and I'm paying for premium tickets, premium to me means that I'm going to be able to get on the field and tear down the goalposts pretty quickly. And also snort the sideline. 
Well, no, that's that's that would be like. Uh, uh, is that your thirty-one pound ticket? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I think twenty pounds is too high for the minimum price. Yeah, I agree. I because agree. Because you can you can get a ticket in Australia for a, you know your minimum ticket GA would be what twenty dollars is it? Around that, yeah. And yeah. that's going to be about what fourteen pounds. You're going to sit behind the goalposts. Yeah, I know, but I mean. That's probably about five, six pounds cheaper than what the minimum price is in Super League. Yeah, I would probably agree with that, actually. So we'll we'll say that the price is too high. Okay. Uh, we'll go with disagree there. Tickets are affordably priced for attending my club's away fixtures. Well, how's it going to be different? Did different teams charge different prices? Fuck, now we're going to have to go to another team. What's a, what's a, what's a, we'll go to Hull KR. Let's I want, to go, I want to. I want to go to a different ground. Okay. Yeah, Hulk KR has a different ground. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to go to the Hulk KR website. Okay. Don't make me do that. That's all right. That's fine. <laughs> For some reason, when you click on the uh, Hulk KR one, it takes you to the ticket dealer. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And uh, what street corner does he stand on? <laughs> Or is he just at the end of the Humber Bridge trying to get people after they've paid their toll? Exactly. Right, Salford. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. Let's buy some away tickets for a Salford match. Okay. Um, uh, buy. Okay, this is this hasn't been as easy as the whole website. Oh, really? <clears throat> No. It's always a concern when something to do with the internet is easier to do in Hull than it <laughs> is, is where you're going. This is good. Okay, away games. We're doing away games. Okay. <clears throat> Castleford. We're going to the Mendehose something else jungle. Yeah, because we had ourselves. Um, I reckon the whole car fans would go to the Mendehose jungle a bit, don't you? <laughs> Imagine living, in, a while. imagine living in Salford and you're thinking, I'm going to go on an away trip to Castleford. That's a, that's, a, that, that's a hard life, that is. You've got a reason to come home. Yeah, that's a good point. This is still loading. Really? Well, then I say it's difficult then. Oh, we were looking at the price. Unable to load seat map. Sorry, Salford, I'm not going to any year away games. I, I need to. I need to know which. What's another team other than Hull KR for me to check? Leeds Rhinos. Yeah, let's do Leeds Rhinos. Surely, I mean, they've got a bit more coin. Surely their website works well. They got the internet in Leeds in 2007. They're they're well established. Mm. Tickets, buy tickets. I must say, Hull FC did have it just as a standard menu option at the very top. Mm-hmm. It's just questions. I don't want the questions. What do, you, what, what do you mean it's questions? It's just, your options to receive your away tickets from Leeds. There are no away tickets currently on sale for away games for the Leeds Rhinos. Oh, okay. Fuck it. Let's just say it's too expensive. Certainly too fucking complicated. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what. Here's, here's our thinking, right? We're, we're Super League fans, obviously. And so, obviously, we hate other teams and we blame them for their tickets being too expensive for away games. 
Absolutely. Okay. That was hopeless. Um, I would yeah. like to see more international games played in rugby league. Yes. Strongly agree. Strongly agree. The Challenge Cup final should be played at different venues every year. I would strongly disagree with that. I think it should always be at Wembley. I think it's one of those things that has to say at Wembley. Yeah. The Challenge Cup should remain a pure knockout competition. What else would it be? Of course, strongly, strongly agree. But what would they change it to? I don't know. That's a weird one. An origin competition would work at men's level. Note, the origin concept between Yorkshire and Lancashire is currently played at women's and youth level. Strongly disagree. Who gives a fuck about Yorkshire and Lancashire? It's it's 2022. You can't, I mean, there's no point having an origin concept in England. What England needs to think about is we have a better idea for an origin concept that will work here, and that is England plays against Ireland, Wales, Scotland, and France mm-hmm. in a four-team European Cup every yes. year, like they used to fucking do. Yes, do that. Fucking hell. Sorry, they pissed me off with this stupid origin thing. You can't make it work. They tried it, and it was a dismal failure. Oh, this is going to be fun. You said strongly disagree on promotion relegation should remain in Super League. What factors influenced your answer? <laughs> the fact that it absolutely destroys clubs? Is that absolutely- is that a good enough answer? It absolutely destroys clubs. And doesn't allow the game to grow? It denies the game a chance to grow. It denies the game from um, obtaining... Better revenue from TV. I mean, it, it is it literally undermines the league. Yeah, it, it's ridiculous. As networks are reluctant to commit. Uh, let's see. Bigger sums of cash. I was trying to be fancy. Fuck it, I can't do it. <laughs> Bigger sums of cash um, to, uh, let's see, televise petition where the teams change every year. Fuck, that's wordy. But, but, you know. Look, we're Polish. Yeah. I'm doing well. It's my second fucking language. Yeah, and, like, we obviously speak it better than the locals do, who they just talk in vowels the whole time. Actually, I should have just been pressing the F and the Y button a lot here. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine a Polish dude goes out of I just England? I'm saying, fuck you a lot. <laughs> but, but a Polish dude goes to England, learns the language, and then he's Jamie Peacock talking. Like, fuck. <laughs> Hang on. I've paid a lot of money to speak English. Yeah. How come I can't understand an Englishman? Um, it absolutely destroys clubs. It denies the game a chance to grow. It denies the game from obtaining better revenue from TV and all that other stuff I said. Okay. Anything else? No, that's good. I think that's a good answer. Okay, done. Moving on. You said strongly agree on the clubs from France should participate in the Super League competitions within the UK. What factors influence your answer? 
less English clubs equal more interest. <laughs> I started with France is better. France is better. <laughs> away games in southern France are better than away games at fucking Castleford. Oh, boy. Um, Just right. Just right. Have you ever been to Warrington? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Don't take the train from, from Hull to uh, Liverpool and stop off at all of the stations along the way that have got Super League clubs. Um, you'll go out. You'll, you'll finish that journey going, I'm watching soccer now. Northern England, England is a cold shithole. <laughs> that is the answer. <laughs> Let's see. Having games in... More than one country. It's fantastic for the game of rugby league. Look to improve international rugby league. It would always be the priority. Go. Have you attended a Super League Magic Weekend in the last five years? Let's say we have. I think I have. Yeah. I'm sure I saw someone shuffling cards. Um, they, they probably did that magic somewhere like Brighton. Mm. If Rugby League introduced a 10 plus 10 league structure, whereby the Super League and Championship will consist of 10 teams in each league with promotion and relegation to each league at the end of the season, how appealing would this be to you? Very unappealing. Very, very unappealing. That's atrocious. That's a horrible idea. So you're cutting Super League down by, what, two, three teams, four teams, and cutting Championship down by another four teams. They all just go into League One. You're going to put League One's going to have like 16 to 18 teams in it. Just a fucking putrid idea. Yeah. Um, if that's your idea, IMG, um, no. How many clubs do you think should participate in the Super League each season? That's a good question. I would say, um, I'm going to say 14. What do you think? Um, yeah, look, I'm fine with 14. Okay. I don't think it should be less than 14. Yeah, yeah. I was looking at it and I was thinking 14, 16, 14. Mm. Would you get behind a regional city-based competition incorporated into rugby league's calendar, similar to cricket's hundred, with women's and men's and women's competitions? Yes, no, don't know. I need more info. Now that's a really interesting. That's a really interesting question because the, what they're thinking here is, what we've got is fucking broken. So what if we just created a brand new competition where we made up teams in random places? That's really interesting, that one. I see. So they're relocating the current clubs to... No, no, no. What they're saying is we 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 put, we, we just set aside what we've got, right? Mm-hmm. And then we make a brand new competition where we just have random... We, we make up teams like they do in cricket. Oh, I see. Yeah, and then, we, they, then they might even have a, a quasi-player draft where they chuck the players everywhere around the competition. I get you. Yeah, yep. it's just completely made up. Kind of like the A-League in soccer in Australia when it first started up, 
where they just they wipe everything away that's an interesting question i think mm, i'm i'm torn i don't Mm. mind the idea but at the same time i don't think english super league needs more games out of source calendar yeah, I, I'm the same as you. My guess is that they would look at something like that as maybe a knockout competition, hey? Yeah. Because it couldn't be a long competition. Yeah. I'll go with... Should I go with don't know, I need more info? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If there was a short format competition incorporated into the annual calendar, should it be seven aside or nine aside or none of the above? Well, it should be nine aside, shouldn't it? Or it could just be none of the above. I would... Hmm. What, I mean, what's the point of having a short format comp? They already play like they're playing nine aside anyway, with their defence being as tattered as it is. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, St. Helens already played with James Roby on the team. That's like playing with 12... <laughs> yeah. So it's and to me it's I don't know, I don't I don't see the value in this. They've already got a, a massively long season and twice every year um they've got this period where they've got to play essentially three rounds in two weeks. Which is fucking nuts. And that's just in the premiership season, in the super league season. When you throw in the fact they've got Challenge Cup on top of that, and if it's championship, they've got the eighteen ninety five cup. Um Chuck all that in there as well. And one of those periods where they've got to do three rounds in two weeks is just, they're, they're about to start it now, just before the final start. It is. A, yeah. It Look, it's a lot of football, but if I'm IMG, I'm looking at what I've bought and I know what I've bought doesn't make money and I need to do something different, right? And I can see where they would say, well, what if we do a nine circuit in the off season? We make up teams in random places. So, like, There's an idea. Combine yeah. the last two questions together. Yeah, and, and that well, that might be where they're going with it. Mm. Now that look like for you and me, just say, just say Super League over the court. Just say in England, rugby league over the off season in their winter, they had a ninth circuit where they had they made up a team from London, team from Cardiff, team from Edinburgh, all these teams from all over the place, right? Yep. Let's just say they have a, I don't know, a 16-team competition. So you could have two pools of eight, right? Yep. It's a nines competition. So you're not going to be, need that many players on a on an overall squad. You have a, a player draft in it, right? You don't have to be part of the player draft if you don't want to. They might even allow it to open up to international players. So we could see players from the NRL go over if they wanted to. I think that would be a good idea. Open it up to everybody in the country, in the world, who wants to play rugby league. Yeah. But then then all of a sudden you've got a new thing you can sell to TV. You do it over winter. And look, if it catches on and it's really successful and so many people start watching it, what is it a big leap to go from fucking nine to thirteen players, really? Well, it's not. But the problem you're going to get though is the similar thing that the rugby union currently has because they play sevens. Is because obviously with sevens, it's basically it's their way of saying we want to play rugby league, but we're not going to say it. Hmm. It's a completely different style of football to rugby rugby union that's fifteen aside, and so you get these um, seven specific type players. 
and we've had the same thing happen in cricket. We've got T Twenty specific cricketers. Um, yeah, but, but that but that's fine, right? Because what you find is like nines is pretty good to watch. Like nines is is closer to rugby league than say sevens is to rugby league, and definitely sevens to rugby union is very almost two different sports, right? Yeah, they are. But if you ended up with players that were nines um, specialists, that's that's all right. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. The thing I would worry about is that it is like Rugby Union 7s, where who fucking cares about Rugby Union 7s? Like, no one. I know that they've got this this world fucking circuit, but people in Rugby Union don't even give a fuck about Rugby Union 7s. And that, that's the problem, is selling it. Yeah, but if it works, right? If yeah. they if they put made made this competition, played it in winter, and it worked, and it and it caught on for whatever reason, who knows why these things catch on? But if it caught on, I can see where IMG is looking at it and saying we've got to make something new here. And what's the appetite for something new? All right. So are you, are you saying seven aside, nine aside, or none of the above? Well, I would say nine aside. I think right. sevens is too much Mickey Mouse. I think nines, you've got some structure there. Yep. All right, we'll go with nine aside. Okay. Oh, this one's an open-ended question. Okay. Is there anything else you think is important to consider for the future of rugby league in UK and France? The scrapping of promotion and relegation is a must. Agreed. And... Uh, big broadcasting markets need relevant local content and therefore Super League clubs of their own. Broadcasting markets need, what was it? Relevant local content and therefore Super League clubs of their own. Mm. Anything else? Let's go with the um, bring back an annual European Cup mm-hmm. between England, France, Wales, Scotland, and Ireland. Bring back? How about introduce? I don't think they really had one. Anything else? Um I think that's pretty good. About something about Canada? Should we try and get the Wolfpack back involved in the conversation? Bring back the Toronto Wolfpack. Yeah, why not? And probably one last thing I would add is uh, can we have subtitles anytime Jamie Peacock has to say something on television? Oh, actually, I was going to say something even better. Um, stop getting sponsorships for free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I bet, I bet IMG will not be doing that. Stop with the free sponsorship deals. <laughs> IMG goes into the meeting and there's free pizza. There's pizza everywhere. They're like, what's with the pizza? And it's like, oh, yeah, we did a deal. We get free pizza. Would you like some Papa John's? Papa John's pizzas are atrocious. <laughs> What's that stupid tuna? This does not try belong it. on a pizza. Try our new onion and mayo pizza. 
And even if it did, it wouldn't be with corn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pizza with corn on it. Tuna and corn. Tuna and corn. Jesus Christ. That's horrible. Wouldn't feed um, it to a cat. <laughs> that, that's pretty solid. Yeah. We thank you for your time spent taking this survey. Your response has been recorded. Follow the finale of the 2022 season across all leagues via our social media channels. Fuck that. <laughs> but how long did our 15 minutes take? 48. Well, there you go. Solid. Look, I think considering we're a bunch of, uh, we're a couple of Polish dudes living in Wales, uh, watching the sheep run just slightly quicker than the farmers, uh, riding around in lorries on our, in our spare time while we go to Super League matches. I think we did well. We did well. We did well. Yeah. Now, there is a, a tiny little bit of Super League news. It's, well, it's not really news. I think it's something that's popped up. It's been rearing its head for a while, and that is the workload that the players do. Um, and I touched on it before with the, the double headers. I think there was talk that one of the clubs has got to play three games in 10 days coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, then they've got their finals. And then I also saw that Bradford has agreed to do a, a player warm-up game against one of the teams that are going to be in the World Cup. Mm-hmm. So they're even doing that. They're just One of the commentators asked the question, are we burning out our players for the World Cup before it even starts? And the answer is yes. Did he ask that question in 2001? <laughs> like, it yeah. It's been, it's so, been, they've been doing it for years and years. So I, I had this thought. I was thinking, wouldn't it be interesting to have a look at the um, the players who have played the most games in England, just okay, at Super yeah. League level, or England, at club level? Yeah. Because I think it might include, um, might include Challenge Cup games as well. Mm-hmm. And compare it with... The 300 club for NRL players in Australia. Yeah. So, so put this, so, into, put this yeah. in perspective. The the 300 club in Australia is from 1908, and the list I'm looking at here from Super League is from 1996 onwards. Mm-hmm. So already you're getting this, you're getting a picture here. How many players? Um. <laughs> how many players do you reckon would make the uh, the the top 10 for games played uh, from the NRL into the Super League list. Okay, so that like that, so from the 300 club in the NRL, how many of them would make Super League's top 10 of yep. 300 plus? Yeah. I'm going to say, I'm going to say uh, four. One. One. Cameron Smith. Cameron Smith, yeah. And he would come in at ninth. Whoa. So, okay, so he's got, what, what was Nine. it, 400? No. Sorry, he'd come in at eight. Sorry, I thought he had 420 games. He had 430. So okay. he'll come in at oh, equal seventh. Okay, so what are the top ten just Super League appearances? Okay, James uh, Roby's James at 464 games. Yeah. Sinfield, 454. Andy Lynch, 452. Paul Wellens, 439. Jamie Peacock, 438. Leon Price, 432. Ben Westwood, 430. That's the same as Cameron Smith. Rob Burrow, 429. Danny Tickle, 419. Keith Senior, 413. That's the top 10. There's four more who made 400. Yeah. 
Uh, Cooper Cronk is second on the list. He had 370. He would drop in at uh, 21st on this list. Wow. They've That's... got 26 players who have played 350 games or more. We've got three? Four. We've got four. Yeah, that's why I said four, yeah. Yeah, we've got uh, Cameron Smith, Cooper Cronk, Darren Lockyer, and Terry Lamb. Terry Lamb, yeah. Um, it, look, they... The, I think the problem is that because it's always... it's It started to be just geared towards Super League clubs, and Super League clubs were like, well, the only way we make money is if we play so many games. And they do have a culture over there of playing a lot more games and always have. Like, we've talked about this, how you go back a certain number of years and they were playing, like, ridiculous amounts of games. Yeah, um, but admittedly back then, especially when we're looking at the pre-Super League days, yeah, the, the, the championship, the top division there, would have close to, you know, 16, 18 teams in it. And they'd play each other twice. Mm. That'd be it. But they'd also have Challenge Cup games and finals, stuff like that. They'd end up racking up 30 games every year comfortably. While in the, you know, the New South Wales Rugby League at the time was doing 22 games and you'd have a five-game final series. So they'd yeah. play 25 games if they played every game. So it doesn't think... seem like much, but it, it, does, it does make a difference when you consider that, especially at the time, they were playing it during our summer, and a lot of those players would come over here and play over here as well. Yeah, and look, they've got advantages that we don't have. We simply cannot play in summer. It's impossible. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, that they play their season during summer, and their traditional season is actually winter. So that they can have a longer season if they want to. Um, and I think that the problem is they don't take advantage of it. So the thing I would do if I was running English Rugby League is I would have probably ideally around about a 22-game season, right? Mm -hmm. But in there I would have internationals. I would have a lot of international games because it's very easy for them to play international games. So, you know, they control all of those international players, the Scotland, Wales, Ireland, all that. Yep. They can play France very easily. Um, you can have a European competition very, very easily. And it breaks things up. Then you've got the Challenge Cup, which I think that I, I would also do something with that in terms of um, I would probably move that a little bit earlier in the season. And then towards the end of it, I would invite an NRL team into it right near the end to try and get something different into it, you know? Yeah, look, I'd, I don't, I don't mind the Challenge Cup's existence. You know, I'm just story. I don't mind having those things still hanging around, especially mm. when it still, it still works as far as the financial thing. You still see, it still gets massive crowds for the final there. Sometimes it's, still, it's getting crowds the same size, if not bigger, than the Super League Grand Final. Yeah, and look, you and me, like, we, you and me, still are interested in the Challenge Cup final. We'll still take interest in that game. Yeah. It's fascinating. It's got a lot of magnificent history behind it. So I've got yeah. no issue with it whatsoever and happy for it to stay there. But I think they need to start looking at reducing the regular season. If they're going to have 12 teams, then, yeah, 22 rounds is the maximum they need. You shouldn't be playing another team three times before the finals. That's just nonsense. Yeah, it really is. It's and silly. It's, I know I've said it before, but it's basic economics. If you flood the market with something, hang on, got a spam call. <laughs> Hello? 
Hello? Hello? Crypto? Oh, I've got a mate who's big, big on crypto. He loves it. Buy all of it. Give them your details. What are you telling me, man? Did you know? No, 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 mate. Mate, mate, mate. Stop, stop, stop. Let me talk, yeah? Crypto is a Ponzi scheme. You know what Ponzi is? Wait a minute. No? Go look it up. Fuck off. (laughs) Dude, I have my credit card out to give you my details. Ah, save it, mate. Save it. I've got some solar panels coming up soon. Fuck. Ah. Solar, mate. It's the new Ponzi. Don't worry about it. It's good. Damn it. Um... Before I was rudely interrupted. Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with the Challenge Cup. I, I think they need to cut down the regular season. Yeah, if you flood the market with too many games, you devalue with the actual games. Yeah. And people will stop going. So you need to make it an event that, you know, people don't want to miss out on. If you cut down the number of games there is, you're going to create a bit of that feeling. Instead of really giving fans, you know, 14, 15 home games to attend, give them 10 or 11. Doesn't hurt too much, but it makes them go shit. You know, it's a bit more of experience now. We've got less of them. We've got to make sure we put a bit more focus on it this time. It's enough to draw them in just that little bit more. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you can keep the season the same length. Take a lot of the pressure off both the players on the field and the clubs, so that they don't have to have as huge a squads, which then means they don't have to spend as much money on players, which means they're going to be financially stronger. It works out better in every possible way. I also think that um, by reducing all of those things and and if they are looking at having something over the off-season, and obviously something over the off-season would be... Not every player has to take part. Like, I could see where veteran players... It would be the same thing as our our Rugby League Nines when we used to have it over here, where you'd see veteran players would take a pass on it, you know, or really important players that say it, it wasn't worth them possibly getting injured playing nines footy. Yeah. Which is fine. It, it, like, if you're putting on a, a good day, um, it, it's a lot of fun. I tell you what, the, I went to the Rugby League Nines World Cup both days and thoroughly enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and I could I think that Rugby League Nines would be something that would be fun if they did something with it. But... I, I would only be behind it, even in Australia, if they and I don't. Th- you can't do it. You just can't play footy in summer over here, unfortunately. No, but if they had a nines in the English winter, which is our summer here, you could put it on summer TV here. Yes, played in winter over there. Yeah, and look, you could have a you could have your week a weekend in London, a weekend in Cardiff, a weekend in you know Newcastle, Edinburgh, Dublin. Like, if they just did that, it's not even like it's a shitload more football for your nines players. Give some youngsters a run. You know, yeah. you could, you can invite some, you, apart from having your new made-up teams, you can invite some weird teams in, you know, and, and just have some fun with it and, and give give people something different. I know you and me would love to have something like that to watch in winter or during, during our summer, their winter. Absolutely. It'd be cool. It'd be really cool. But it would. It'd have to be new entities. Yeah, and they'd all have to be. You know, it'd have to be kind of like the way the IPL works. Yeah, yeah. Um, and maybe they can link up with the IPL as you know, as a way of trying to figure out how it would work the logistics of it all. 
because um, they've made it work. So there's merit to that idea. I don't mind that at all. And it, you know, it serves as a trial type thing. It's entertaining. It can get some eyes on the game. Um, you can, look, you can have rules for the makeup of the sides. Like you can't have, you know, you can only have say, uh, I don't, I just off the top of my head, like you can only have four players that have played more than 200 games, first grade games or super league games, I should say. Um, just things like that so that you do encourage, you know, some of the younger talent to come into it. Um, I'd, I'd probably go along more along the lines of you must have at least one person, uh, one player between the ages of, say, I don't know, 16 and 20. And one player has to come from a completely different country to all the rest in the team. Or just make it up as you go along. It doesn't matter how it goes. Yeah. But you're trying to mix it up a bit and try and make it a bit more interesting. Yeah. And, and now the thing that people are going to say, because as we've talked about it, you and me are completely against a draft in the NRL. Yeah. For for main premierships, absolutely. When we're talking about the, the players' bread and butter. Yes. Definitely against it. It's not workable. It's not feasible. But when we're talking about a fun knockout thing that could be a supplementary income for a few weeks, that's a different matter. Yeah. Especially and it's not like... That if the players choose to go into it, and they do, um, you know, that's a completely different beast. Yeah, it's it's a promotional competition. It's not like you're... It's not like any of the teams are developing nines rugby league players they're they're just it's a promotional event you know it's a it's an exhibition rounds of games you know yeah um these teams are made up from nowhere you know they're they're representing new regions new new cities new however they decide to do it um and we're guessing this but it just seems like those two questions of all the questions i asked those were the two that jumped out at me what, what were were there any that jumped out at you? No, that was pretty much the one. I think the other one too was um, I was actually quite pleased to see that they asked about promotion and relegation. Yeah, because to me the fact they asked the question suggests that they see that as a problem themselves. Yes, um, and I think the only reason why people genuinely want it is tradition and tradition only. Well, there's it's the fantasy, and and I've talked to people about this in England. And it's this fantasy of, well, my team, my local team can rise up through the ranks and be a Super League team one day. And it's 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 just a fantasy. And they talk about, well, what's the use of playing or, or having a club if they can never be in the top grade? And it's like, well, there's many, many reasons for it, like enjoying playing rugby league in your local area and stuff. And I, I used to use the St. Mary Saints who are, a team in Western Sydney, as an example. You know, the St. Mary's Saints are a local A-grade team. Uh, they've never been close to being an NRL club. They'll never be an NRL club. And yet they have had some of the best players in the world come through their ranks. Um, they've produced some of the best players of all time. Yeah. Uh, and that's fine. That's their place. And they're a, very, they're a super strong club at that level. And that's great. If you ask them to extend themselves further than that, they would be a weak team. You know, they would be one of the weak clubs. Yeah. Uh, you know, there, there are different levels to our sport, and it's okay to be, you know, being have, there's strong clubs at every level. And I just think that 
why weaken something that is strong and doing a really good job at what it's doing, you know? Well, that's right. And that, that's that's what England's constantly doing with its Super League competition more than anything else. Yeah. Look, the concept when it was first brought up was not a bad one. You know, let's try and get the best of the best. The problem is that they've got to stop trying to compete um, structure-wise with soccer. It's it's not going to work. You can't have promotion and relegation. It might work in soccer. And it's even arguable that it does work in soccer. But they've got fuckloads more money than rugby league will ever have. So if it doesn't work, they can fund it and fix it to make sure everything still stays fine. They can work around it. Super League doesn't have that. They can't sit there and think that they can just look after these clubs whenever something goes bad because, A, they can't, and, B, they don't. And you look at, like, I mean, the, what was it? The Cowboys won their wooden spoon last year, right? Yeah. They're in second place this year. And yeah. they, they were able to do that because they could build a squad. They could give a, a, jo- a coach they could give him guarantee that he would be at the club and a first-grade coach. They could tell all of their current players that they had, no, you're not getting, we're not being relegated. We're looking towards next year where we'll build. They could bring in, you know, free agent signings from elsewhere in the competition. They could build something, even though they're in last place. In Super League, when you're in last place, you have to literally take it apart. And then we wonder why the game isn't growing over there. It's like every single season we ask one club to rip itself to shreds. Yeah, and for what? Yeah, yeah exactly. You think about it, we were only in 2018. We're probably about um, the closest we've been to seeing a powerhouse team getting close to relegation. That was Leeds. They only finished the season with five wins more than the last place side. And when you're playing 23 premiership games, it's not it's not much. And given that eight of those 12 teams made the finals and Leeds didn't, you know, what happens if someone like Leeds or Wigan or St. Helens has, just has one bad season and boom, they're relegated? What's that going to do to A, the game and B, the clubs? And, and look, we, we saw what happened when Bradford fell apart financially, right? Mm. Now, Bradford were pushing themselves too far financially and it fell apart on them. They had no one to blame but themselves. Um, you know, if if the fantasy was correct, then Bradford would have come roaring back and it didn't happen. No. You know, it didn't happen. They so just kept going into administration over and over and over again. Yeah, and, and you know, you look at what Toulouse have done. I mean, we've got two... French Super League clubs right now. Yep. Like, it's a few, amazing. A few more weeks. But the thing is, like, right now we've got something amazing happening. Two French Super League clubs. It's not a, it's not fiction. It's real. Why would we look to ruin that? I don't know. And the thing that gets me is it's not just ruining that in Super League. I mean, what damage is this going to do to Toulouse? They've worked so hard for so many years to get here, and they get get here, and it's just like, bam, we're going to ruin your financial, and you're going to go back to fucking championship. Fuck off. One season, yeah. You've got one season. A horrible system. Mm -hmm. I'd like to know when, you know, I'd have to go through it myself and check, but when was the last time a team got promoted and didn't get relegated within two years afterwards? When was the last? I mean, I would love to know 
what the time frame was for the last team that got promoted and then won the competition, the top grade Ooh. competition in England. Yeah. You know, I, 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 it's probably happened at some point over the course of 120 plus years, but I bet it hasn't happened in many, many, many decades. Well, it hasn't happened in the last two, three decades because we've only had four different, um, well, I had four, four or five different um, premiership winners in that time. Yeah, yeah. So since 1990 or 1989, or it was. I mean, my guess is, yeah. I, like I don't know. I don't know. It's it, it wouldn't be in our lifetimes. So <laughs> no. And that that shows you more than anything just how bad the system is and how it just doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. So the whole concept of you know we're going to come up and we're going to do it from the lower grades. We're going to go all the way. It's a complete fallacy. Yeah, and look, I can see where it, it works in at the amateur levels, but that step between the amateur levels and then like semi-professional and then yeah. Super League is just, it's huge. It's too big. The jump from amateur to semi-pro is massive, and the jump from semi-pro to pro is just as big. Yeah. It's insane. Um, The whole the whole concept of... of promotion relegation we've we've spoken it to death it's just there's nothing positive about it i don't care what any englishman tells me about it it is detrimental to the game to the clubs and to the players and no one wins out of it no one 100 100 and look at the end of the day if you said what is the goal what is it down the track in the ideal scenario of super league you you can wave the magic wand and turn Super League into what you want it to be one day. And, like, surely it's like a 24-team competition with a handful of clubs from France, a bunch of clubs in England, clubs in Spain, Germany, like yeah. Ireland. Scott, isn't that the goal? Well, a genuine Euro Super League. You could have, like, as you said, 20 teams in there. And the one thing that makes it absolutely exciting is that it's the same teams every year. Mm-hmm. That you can build a genuine fan base who are going to sit there and follow it every year because as soon as the team gets relegated, the majority of their fans switch off the TV. They go, yeah, they disappear. And look, if if having to lose in there right now is one step in that right direction, why would you ever take one step back by relegating them? I don't know. It makes sense because you're, you're losing them for you know not just next year. But they've got to go and rebuild and build up the finances and go and recruit more players, yada, yada, yada. And then they get back up and then they go back down. And then it goes all over again. It just mm-hmm. costs so much money and time. Mm-hmm. And eventually, those teams that are all hanging around the top of championship, bottom of Super League, they just run themselves broke getting promoted and relegated all the time. Well, they run themselves broke trying to compete to get into Super League. And we've seen that a lot where... You know, the teams will be there or thereabouts. I mean, remember, I think it was maybe was Lee Centurions where they lost the game to go to Super League and immediately, like, I think it was Lee, where they, they lost the game and then they were like, oh, we're broke. You yeah. Know? yeah. It, it, it's such a bad system. Such a bad system. It's horrible. Absolutely horrible. Hateful system, too. Yeah, it really um, But, yeah, it's... it's Pretty crazy how many games they play over there, especially when you consider that they've got less teams in the comp, so less reason to play all those extra games. And yet, you've got so many guys out there playing huge volumes of games and stuff like that. It's it's absolutely nuts. So um, it does sound like though they've got a players' union 
set up there. I didn't know they had, but they've got one set up over there. Do they? Yeah. It seems to be basically player run. So, okay, because I, I, when I, I don't talk, know too much about it. Yeah, when they've talked about it before in the past, and I don't know about recently, but in, in the past they were way, way worse than the NRL players yeah. at their worst. It doesn't yeah. seem as anywhere near as well organised as it should be. Yeah. I think it's the reason being it's pretty hard for them because um, so many of the things that rugby league players in Australia get as stock standard, as in, you know, you will get paid. Mm. And this is not me being facetious. Like, like that is a big issue over in England. Is It is very easy. One of the issues is promotion relegation. Very easy for a player to not get paid out their contract, and the club just goes, "Well, you know, we're bankrupt now. We're folding. Sorry, you don't get any money." Yeah. And for especially for players who have come from the southern hemisphere to go to England to play on those contracts, and a lot of them are on hefty contracts. Um, they've had to lug their family over there, move their whole life overseas, and then all of a sudden, they're stuck. Well, and look, I'm no fan of his, but really good example. Sonny Bill Williams was given a five million dollar contract. Yeah. He didn't get anywhere close to that $5 million contract. I'd be surprised if he got one of them. Yeah. So it's, uh, there's so many different things they've got to work out over there. But hopefully, IMG, the, the problem, the thing I worry about is like anybody that comes into rugby league, especially in the UK, is that has money, has backing, and wants to do something in the sport over there is that they survey the land and they look at who are the people that everyone over there listens to and they get them on as consultants. And those people generally don't know what the fuck they are talking about and they waste people's money, they waste their time, They so the people that are investing get nothing out of it and then those people leave. Yeah. And we've seen that happen time and time again and I just hope that doesn't happen again. Another issue too, I guess, is um, they find it hard to go against the tide out there. Yeah, of people not wanting to change from what they currently have all the time. But <clears throat> it's about time English Rugby League. Um, sorry, they're going to have to ignore a lot of what the fans have demanded in what they wanted in the past, and just go. You know what? This thing needs a revamp like you've never seen before, and it needs to happen now. Mm. Um. And they need to have the balls to, A, say it, and B, do it. And uh, hopefully, if they can do both of those and get get a genuine televised audience and build a good television market, you know, that that's a success. Yeah, I agree. I there's agree. no reason why they can't either. No, there's not. There's not. There's There are opportunities there, and I hope they take those opportunities and they can move the game forward because uh, rugby league in, in the UK has been dying for a very long time now, for decades. And, you know, if, if something like this doesn't work, uh, nothing. I, I just think it all slides into semi-professionalism. Yeah, nothing will. Yeah. They'll just eventually merge in with the lower grades in the NRL. Well, I, I, my, I think what would happen is that they just – they'd slide into semi-professionalism and it would almost become like a a training 
some sort of training system and farm system for rugby union over there where, you know, you you know, it's a different form of rugby you played growing up. And then when you get anywhere at all as a young, young player, that's got some talent, then you go into, you know, rugby union. And yeah. I, I think that that's the way it would go. Yeah. And that would be seamless. Yeah. Yeah. They do it so quickly. Isn't it? Yeah, and, and um, I think that the the other thing that would happen is if it went that way, um, the rugby football union would buy a couple of the the clubs, the Super League clubs, and and maybe start up teams. Yeah, just it just and just use their badges basically. Basically, yeah. It's not like that hasn't happened before over there. Yeah. Now, um, bugger it, while we're here, we've got an email. Yeah, we've got an email from one of our long time listeners. It's Kuji. Uh, thanks for listening, Kuji. He It says, from Bronco, soon-to-be Dolphin, and the subject is Grand Final Venue. And he says, hi, fellas. Love you guys. You're the best. Oh. I agree with everything you said so far. Hey. This is a good email. Got any others? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, just an idea I had to be, uh, and be curious to hear your thoughts on it. I'm sure it must be an obvious flaw I'm missing or something. Um, would have, or someone would have thought about it, he says. What if the grand final was offered for a fee to the state, territory, or country where the minor premiers, assuming they make the grand final, come from? A home game advantage would surely be more a more fitting reward for the team that makes the minor premiership than the pissy amount of money they get. If the minor premiers don't make the grand final, it could fall to the second highest points holder or the third highest, etc. Love to hear your thoughts on this. I always feel sorry for the minor premiers for the shit they get, for the shit deal they get. And he says, it's not as if I would know firsthand as someone who has only become a Broncos fan in 2017. Cheers. Yet he's still he's been a Broncos fan since 2017. Yet he's already seen more final series than I've seen in my club playing since 2011. Yes, I'm sorry for laughing, but it's funny. <laughs> oh shit! Oh shit! Yeah, and they've they've, had, they've even had a wooden spoon in that period. They've done a, they've done a fucking rebuild in that period. They they, they were really One bad. Rebuild. and they rebuilt. <laughs> My side still hasn't even started their rebuild. They're still in the process of sacking coaches. That's step one. Hashtag new era. <laughs> um, oh, man. I, I see where you're going with the idea. I'd, I'd rather... Um, I'd say no to it because I think what should be done with the grand final is the NRL goes out to all of the states and say, right, we've got this massive fucking grand final. It's going to make an absolute shit ton of money. Who's going to pay the most for it? And say, right, first requirement is you need to have at least 60,000 seats in your stadium. That's your minimum requirement. Mm-hmm. So, bam, you've got three states left fighting for it. Or four states left fighting for it. I would, Perth, I, Perth, Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne. I don't think Brisbane doesn't have a 60,000 seat at that. Well, Suncorp's close enough. Yeah. 55, I, I, isn't it? Look, I think COVID changed a lot in terms of how we look at venues. Um how we look at moving games, how we look at moving big games. I mean, it wasn't that long ago where they would um, have, say, the major semi-finals at, say, the SFS and then one at the uh, Olympic Stadium at Homebush. 
and it would have made sense to switch the venues around for the teams that were taking part in them. And they'd say, well, we just, we can't possibly do that, you know? And then COVID comes along and it turns out, well, you know what? We can move absolutely the entire competition on a week's notice if we have to. So all bets are off in terms of venues being locked in. We can move anything anywhere within the space of a week. Yeah. They even did it with the State of Origin game, right? Absolutely. So with that in mind, and the seal has been broken on the grand final, played it last year in Brisbane. Yep. Um, I I always go back to, I remember listening to Gordon Tallison. He was still playing for the Broncos at the time. And they were talking about playing the semifinals in Sydney. And that was when we did play the main major semifinals in Sydney, no matter what. Yeah. or who was involved in it. And he said, look, even as an out-of-town team, as a Queenslander and as a Broncos player, we look forward to playing at the Sydney Football Stadium because to us, we grew up watching the big games played at those venues. And to us, going to Sydney to play the big games is as much about being in those big games as all of the other stuff, you know? Yeah. So I can see where having the tradition of playing the grand final in Sydney is something that is there to be kept and um, have that part of history go forward. I don't. I, I I think that maybe the ideal scenario is if you play, you know, over the course of ten years, you maybe have two of the grand finals move. You know, so you, you, over ten years, you've played one grand final in Brisbane. You've maybe played one grand final in Melbourne or, or Perth, and then the other eight of them were still in Sydney. I yeah. think that that would be the best way to do it. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm open to that. I think it should definitely be something, though, um, that is done as a means of trying to get a bit of extra cash. Like, you you wouldn't do it on the cheap. No. You're no. doing it purely to make money out of it. Yeah. Um, I suppose also... It's got to be, you know, a grand final shouldn't be used for promotional tactics, but if it's going to go into state, then fucking earth, you need to be promoting the absolute hell out of it. You need to make sure you're getting everybody's money out of that. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm not opposed to the idea of it going to other states. Yeah. Um, Look, I think but, when we all watched the grand final last year being played in Brisbane and the sky didn't fall in, and I like I know as a Panthers fan, I mean, we you go and listen to the podcast we did as soon as the grand final finished last year and listen to my excitement. And I, I didn't feel like I lost anything. I think things have changed considering that now because the game finishes like at about 10.30 on grand final night, um, it's not like when it was in the afternoon and it was finished by about 6 p.m., and everyone in Sydney would go to the local leagues, leagues club when, you know, th- that sort of thing is just so different now. The dynamic's different that it's 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 just not the same as it used to be in that sense. So, yeah. you know, you don't, you're not thinking about that trip. I mean, anyone that's going to the leagues clubs after, you know, 10.30 at night, if you get into it, you know, you're just going to just run around being crazy, which I get, but that all still happened even though the Panthers were up in Brisbane when they won. So um, even Dane Laurie enjoyed it. (laughs) (laughs) I still can't believe the furor over that. Some people were so adamant that he should have been sacked or something over. It's like, 
he's just for another jumper. I mean, probably not a good look, but fucking hell, settle down, people. I just think, like, that that's a dude, when you look at how happy he was, um, it, you know, it's uh, it's hard to explain what it's like to people that's team hasn't won a grand final. Like, what do you feel? It's really hard to explain it. But I think that that picture of him, even though he plays for another club, like he grew up as a Panthers fan and all that, played for the club, and you can see how happy he was. Um, uh, to me, that's it's kind of an iconic picture in a funny way that this is a guy that's a professional, you know, he's a professional footballer, and yet here he is just like the rest of us, just loving what he saw. I think it's really cool. Absolutely. Um. Yes, I think we've answered that one. Yeah, I think so. I, I I don't know about offering it to the state of the minor premiers. I, I you know, I, I I do think that for the most part it should be in Sydney, but I don't mind seeing it go elsewhere every so often. I guess. I think the way to make the system work better for the minor premier is to have an odd number of teams in the finals. So even if seven, yeah, you can give the minor premier a week off in the first week. Yeah. And still give them um, a second chance as well at the same time. But it only applies to first place. So at the moment with the finals, the top four all get a second chance. Yeah. Minor premiers don't really get much out of that. But if you had an odd number of teams, they can have they can have a buy in the first week of the finals and get a second chance if they lose first up. I think if you made that something that's exclusively for first place, that's something a little bit more worthwhile chasing. That gives you a little bit more of a of an incentive to be first and a little bit more of a, uh, um, you know, you, it does give you a genuine advantage, whether it be home ground or not, to be able to rest all your players for a week while everyone else is bashing themselves and then get a second chance when you come back in. How much more can you give a team without being, you know, too much more over the top than that? Yeah, I agree. And look, as a... a with the Panthers winning the minor premiership this year, I would love for them to have that first week off while everyone bashes each other. Yeah. And then to, then to have a second chance after that, um, it would, I, I wonder how it would affect a team's form. If you have the week off, win your first game and then have another game off. Um, but it's a nice problem to have. It is. It is. Maybe you can have an opposed session, maybe play some nines in the week off. Yeah, well, like, you know, that, the teams would work that out. I yeah. think that you look at a team like the Storm, like they kind of worked out really well how to continually have the that week off and it not affect your form. Um, yeah, that's right. And I, I don't know what they do, but I think that they were the first team to really lock that down where it be, didn't become a problem for them. Yeah, uh, that's probably a workaround. Now, hey, I've, I've got some stats here. I just saw in an email that I received earlier. Okay, hit me with them. Rugby League World Cup stats. Ooh, nice. It was announced last week that over 250,000 tickets have already been sold. Brilliant. It says here that the £45 tickets for the men's and women's finals at Manchester have been sold out. Well, that's the, pretty good value. The £60 tickets are 85% sold. Okay. The £25 tickets for England versus France sold out. The £35 tickets are 90% sold. The Australia v Fiji game, those tickets are 90 to 98% sold. 
The opening game between England and Samoa, though, you can still buy those thirty pounds each. She doesn't tell you how many of those are sold. Okay, that's in a pretty big beach. stadium, I think. I think that might be at Newcastle Stadium. That, that's at Newcastle, yeah. Yeah. Um, England v France is at Bolton. Bolton, I think Bolton's about twenty five, twenty six thousand from memory. Yeah. And the finals are at Manchester. Straight plays Fiji at Leeds. And furthermore, 50 days till kickoff. Yeah, it's weird to think that, like, I was I was looking at the things and it was saying how it starts in, like, mid-October. Like, it's pretty close now. Um, well, I, actually, seven weeks. I, I actually started thinking about how much work you and me have to do. <laughs> There's a bit there. There's quite a bit. We're going to be podcasting our asses off during the World Cup. Oh, yes. So much football. Ah, oh, it's going to be great. Now, also, uh, with there being 50 days left, seven more weeks, mm-hmm. um, that means there'll be about 10 more rounds of Super League, the Super 8's finals tournament, a best of seven final series over in England, as well as two warm-up games each. Um, so pretty standard running to the, uh, the World Cup for the English. Yeah, yeah. 50 days, 50 games. Yeah, for everybody. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, it's going to be cool, though. Look, when it comes to the t- number of tickets sold and all that stuff that you get out of English Rugby League officials, I just go on history and I'll believe it when I see it. I hope that I see it. I really do. But I looked at the end, they'll probably sell about four to five billion tickets. Well, I just think of, I mean, it wasn't that many months ago where they were talking about the the game uh, that they played against that made-up team, the Combined Nations All-Stars, they were saying, oh, it's probably going to be a sellout. And then the, you turn on the game, and in a small stadium, there was a very small crowd for that small stadium. So Did you I, how many people attended, attended that game? I don't know. Probably I don't, not. They, they're, they're, good at, they're good at not releasing crowd numbers. I think you and me saw that and were I think we were like six thousand maybe <laughs> just eyeballing it. I was looking at it going looks like a big day in New South Wales Cup at Henson Park. Yeah, well I, like yeah, yeah. One hundred percent. Um yeah, very sad. But um yeah I'll believe it when I see it when it comes to tickets sold because English rugby league officials tend to lie about um a lot of things, you know, and anybody that has an issue with that, just, you know, we're in profit before a ball is kicked in 2000. Look what that fucking turned into. So, you know, tell your fucking story walking. <laughs> I mean, that escalated quickly. Yeah, look, it makes me angry because it's the, you know, there's been too many times where it's, and the and like the lies are for no one. The lies are for nobody. Nobody um, profits from it. Nobody gets anything out of it. And then you get to the end and you're like, well, what, what were all those promises you made? And the people just disappeared. They're not even there to ask the questions of. So there was a deal in place. If you get 20,000 people to the game, we'll give you a brand new vending machine, fully stocked. They go, <laughs> oh, 20,500 turned up. Quick, somebody get the vending machine in before they find out. Seriously, I'd, I'd so yeah, I'll just wait until I'll wait until it's all over. That's what I'll do. Yeah, that seems fair. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of all over, yes, looks like this episode is. 
Uh, let me look. Let me look. Yeah, we're getting to the end of the tape. Yeah. It's starting to make that noise when it's getting near the end of the tape. It is, yeah. Eventually it'll just go to a fuzzy thing and then we'll just end it. Yeah. There's a reference for all the 40-plus-year-olds out there. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Okay, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Make sure you check us out on the socials on Instagram and Twitter at Fergo Freak Prod. We're on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, MySpace. Check us out on all of those. Um, we've got a history episode coming up. I yes. swear I've actually done all the groundwork. It's ready to go. I've just got a little bit of tweaking here and there, but it's it's ready to go. We're going to record it in the next few days. Yeah, we've, uh, we have a, a full-time rugby league historian here at Fergo and the Freak. Um, he, I, I won't lie, he or she has been very fucking lazy over the last 18 months. Um, putting their feet up is my understanding and just cruising through life, but they've actually done some fucking work. Yeah. I'd, I'd say lazy's putting it mildly. <laughs> oh, shit. No, lazy, good. lazy sort of suggests that the, there's been thoughts of doing history episodes. I don't, th- I don't think this lazy prick. As uh, as thought about doing any for ages, but you know we've stuck a we've, we've prodded him with a stick and we've woken him up. He looks like he's keen now. I tell you what, the story you have found, I, I can't wait to hear it. It is amazing. Uh, we <laughs> I I can't even I can't even talk about what we were looking up the other night <laughs> because I don't want to give a shred of it away, but. I think it's the most random shit we've ever looked up while you've been telling me the story. And I was like, Hey, can you find that and stuff? And you actually found some shit. And it was just, we went on, we went onto a deep dive through shreds of information that quite honestly is probably uh, a little bit disturbing. It could be. I mean, I think the most disturbing part was the fact that we ended up looking at barges stuck in the Suez and Panama canals. (laughs) Yeah. That was a tangent. Yeah. Yeah, Whoops. we did. When, um, you, when you start looking up when the Panama Canal was opened, you know you're doing some deep diving rugby league stuff. That's right. And, you know, we, we, I've got to try and find a way of skewing that into the piece somehow. I don't know how or whether <laughs> I will. But there you go. We just sort of got a bit lost on that tangent. We did. We did. It was fun, though. As happens. As yeah. Happens. Uh, yes, we'll be getting to that very soon. Um, there's a few more history ones, um, lined up that I've got to finish off as well. So, um, getting back on that bike again, which is good. And I suppose that pretty much wraps us up. Yes. Thank you to everyone for listening. Um, I hope everyone enjoyed the episode. We had fun doing this one. And don't tell anyone that we answered the uh, survey. Yeah. uh, We'll keep it quiet. Yeah, All right, just, just on the quiet. Don't tell anyone at IMG. It's just between. It's just between us. Yeah, and uh, if, if you do go and do the survey, um, put all the same answers as us because we actually gave all the right answers. <laughs> and uh, you'll see an improved game. That's what we do. It'll be great. I can't wait to see the fucking Essex um, eels. <laughs> I, I've had to really censor myself just then. Mm, okay. yeah. But just, I just can't wait to see all of these new teams made up. It'll be fun. Yeah, we'll get so. Uh, Bradford will be back. <laughs> yeah, Brad, they bring in a Bradford Bulls. Can you imagine a Bradford Bulls? Yeah, they'll bring in like a team from 
and Lee. It's going to be great. The mm. expansion's going to be amazing. They could call them the Lee Rhinos. There's an idea. Because mm. there's so many rhinos in that part of the world. The Castleford Wild Tiger Cats. <laughs> the Castleford Mended Hoses. <laughs> oh, well, on that note, thanks for tuning in, everyone. And uh, we'll catch us all next time. Palmer bet with the big don't argue. Punters will love that. Download our app today and enjoy tackle-busting benefits with great odds, more markets, and same-game multi every NRL match at Palmer Bet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858.